Project Random is an activist initiative. It is supported by Law Union and Rock Insurance PLC. Music was created by Christopher Ogwehi and recorded at the Attribica Studio, Lagos, Nigeria. These stories told from the books of history with mystery buried in scrolls. The toll of death is counted in heads as men throw spears that pierces the soul. So the sounds of doom is brought to the threshold of time as the sun inclines to noon. Socrates is brought out of the womb playing terrestrial tunes, evoking green films from the tomb of Nostradamus, back to the time of Shango, who commits spiritual arson, trying to discover the garden of Eden, home of the roots who gave birth to the brethren, Cain and Abel. Homicide before the eyes of the Gadian Angel. <laughs> oh, wow, Rez. Wow. Okay, just in case um, you don't know who that is, that was Rez the Poet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that performance. I really appreciate it. That, this is from the awesome, awesome Rez the Poet. He is poet spoken word king kingpin (laughs) (laughs) and he's here to discuss our topic today the piece you just heard is called Lofa by Rez the Poet it talks about man killing man for different reasons jealousy envy money you know the great reasons that people create to cause another human being to suffer and sometimes it's just for hunger. Stories of man eating man or human flesh dates back to since the beginning of times before the Bible and is based on quite a number of cultural beliefs and tribal norms. Cannibalism, you see, was believed to endow the cannibal with some characteristics of the deceased. I am Mina and this is Project Random. Today, we have two very similar stories, but very different. One story is very detailed, and the other has a whole lot of holes in it. I'm going to tell you the two of them, and we are going to trash it out as I normally do on Project Random. Hamilton Howard Fish was also known as Halbert Fish. He was an American serial killer and also known as the boogeyman. He lived from 1870 to 1936. He was a child rapist and a cannibal. He actually confessed to three murders to the police and the police were only able to trace him to one other homicide. He was on trial for the murder of Grace 
board. He had a family history of mental illness. This was documented and traced through his family line. His brother had a mental illness. His uncle had a mental illness. His sister was put in a mental institution. His mom also suffered hallucinations. And he, at some point, had hallucinations or displayed some signs of hallucinations. His father died of a heart attack. His mother moved him to an orphanage where he was sadistically treated, beating at will, and everything that happened to him in the orphanage was documented, well, not documented, but at least there was proof that children were maltreated, especially him as well. And this is where he says that his story started to turn, that this is where he started to become this bad person. He started to enjoy the physical pain, and even when he was taken out by his mom three years after, by then he was 12, he had a relationship with a telegraph boy who also introduced him to drinking urine and eating feces. Yeah, ew. <laughs> Very disgusting. At 20, he became a male prostitute and started raping young boys. His mother arranged a marriage for him and eight years later, in 1898, throughout that year, he continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than six. This was the point where he got very interested in sexual mutilation he met a young man of 19 named Thomas Kedding. Thomas Kedding was alleged to be intellectually disabled. I don't know what that means. Maybe they, they meant he was autistic or had some kind of learning disability. He obviously was not quite there. Albert Fish had him for two weeks in his apartment where he sodomized him and had all kinds of weird kinky stuff with him. And two weeks after, took him to an old abandoned farmhouse, tortured him for another two weeks and then he tied him up and cut off a part of his genitals. I don't want to say the other word because, well, I don't know, kids might be listening. <laughs> so, um, cut half of his thing and he actually intended to kill Kedden, but he was trying to kill Kedden, take his body away with him, probably to eat. This was the point where maybe he was starting to take an interest in cannibalism, but he was very scared of being caught and the smell. So he just cut off a part of his genitals and put a $10 bill right beside him, kissed his chick and said goodbye. He didn't look back. He didn't check to see what would happen to him, if he lived or he died. In probably what would be remorse, he poured peroxide on the wound and put a Vaseline-covered handkerchief on the stub and that was it. After his wife left him, he started to raise his six children by himself. Um, by this time, he was starting to express interest in self-harm. He embedded needles in his genitals, uh, oh my God, in his groin and abdomen. And when he was arrested, an x-ray was taken of him. And in that x-ray, they found 29 needles embedded in his pelvic region. And there are no reports of him molesting his own children, but he did have his children bring over their friends to beat him with nail-studded paddles on his bum. He would soak a cotton ball in foil and put it up his butt and light it. That is just... This was the point where he started having a growing obsession with cannibalism. He actually used to feed his kids raw meats and used to obviously eat that in front of his kids. In 1919, he stabbed an intellectually disabled
little boy in Georgetown, Washington. Fish normally chose people who were handicapped or really, really young, or African Americans. He always assumed that these people will not be missed when they are killed. Fish tortured, mutilated, and murdered young children with his implements of hell, a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. On July 11th, 1924, Fish found eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing alone on her parents' Staten Island farm. He offered her money to come help him look for a rhubarb. She was about to leave the farm when her mom chased Fish away. Fish left but returned later to Kill's barn, where he tried to sleep but was discovered by Hans Kill and forced to leave. During 1924, 54-year-old Fish suffering from psychosis felt that God was commanding him to torture and sexually mutilate children. On May 25th, 1928, Fish saw a classified advertisement on the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, Young Man 18 Wishes Position in Country, Edward Board Address, and on May 28, 1928, Fish visited the Board family under the pretense of hiring Edward. He later confessed that he planned to tie Edward up, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed to death. He introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. Fish promised to hire Bud and his friend Willie and said he would send for them in a few days. He failed to show up but sent a telegraph to the Bud family apologizing and set a later date. When Fish returned, he met Grace Bud. He apparently changed the tenant victim from Edward Bud to Grace Bud quickly and made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party. He convinced the parents, Delilah Flanagan and Albert Bud, to let Grace accompany him to the party that evening. Now, that's just very stupid. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Anyways, Grace left with Fish that day but never returned. In November 1934, an anonymous letter was sent to the girl's parents, which ultimately led the police to Fish. Mrs. Bud was illiterate and could not read the letter herself, so she had her son read it to her. Okay, so I'm going to read the unadulterated letter with all the grammatical mistakes and everything. Dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. And when they returned, the boat was gone. At the time, there was a famine in China. Meat of every kind from was from one to three dollars a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or a girl under 14 was not safe on the street. You could go to any shop and ask for steak, chops or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or a girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut out of it. A boy or a girl's behind, which was the sweetest part of the body, was sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to NY, he stole two boys, 7 and 11, took them home, stripped them naked, tied them to a closet, and burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass boiled... Ugh boiled, fried and stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At the same time, I was living at the rear side of the building. He told me also often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it. 
on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called you at your address, bought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, you could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When I got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs, stripped off all my clothes. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When I was ready, I went to the window, called her and hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. Ugh. How she did kick, bite and scratch. I choked her to death. Then I cut her in small pieces so I'll take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was, roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her in entire body. I did not fuck her though. I could have if I wished. She died a virgin. Like that was any good. Police investigated the letter and the story about the famine could not be verified and this letter obviously led to Fish being arrested because of the envelope that it was sent in. All these things show the Albert Fish story is very 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 detailed. If you google it you'll see the whole lot of facts that I missed out because I don't have the time to say the whole story. Now I'm going to go to the next story. Next story is our very own Clifford OG. <laughs> okay, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but I just say, 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 you see how detailed Albert Fish was? Now listen to Clifford OG. You see, Clifford OG's story is very astounding. He was arrested under a bridge at Oshodia Papa Expressway and when he was caught, he was caught with human parts, a phone and a check of 88,000 naira. When this whole story burst, police was trying to decide whether he was actually a cannibal, like eating the body of people, kidnapping them, killing them and eating the bodies, or he was killing these people with the intention of reselling these parts to to other people who probably were cannibals as well because I don't know what you're going to do with human body size from rituals and if you are doing rituals oh my god there's so many holes in this story Clifford Orgy even after he was arrested was never actually tried he appeared in court once after that he stayed in jail for 13 years where he died he was determined to be insane the psychiatric homes could not handle his insanity they couldn't even decide exactly what was wrong with him they didn't have the facilities to take care of him. After taking him back to jail, he died in a state of insanity and till today nobody knows what actually happened to him. Now I have three questions or four or maybe more <laughs> questions about this particular case. First things first, why didn't the police investigate that check? I mean every check has numbers and names. Every check and bank details. They have bank details. They have everything. Why didn't they check out? I mean somebody must have written this check. How did they decide that this person was called Clifford Orgy? Was it a name that was made up? Okay that's my second question. <laughs> Was his name made up? Is, it, is his name actually Clifford Orgy? Or was this somebody else's name that he just adopted? Was that the name on the check? How did they decide that this person was named Clifford Orgy? Did he have an identity card of any kind? Who was he calling via this phone? There must have been dialed cold lists. There must have been received cold lists. Why didn't they check through all those lists to find out who had called him? Who had he received calls from? Why didn't they investigate all these people? Who grew up with this man? Who are his family members? Why aren't there details of his his family members where did he come from where did he reside before under the bridge who exactly was Clifford Orgy who were his victims were any DNA tests conducted on his victims was anybody notified as to the death of their loved ones concerning this person can a person actually be tried without 
identifying the victim, even though there's a body involved. Now we're going to discuss the two cases, Rez. So we're going to talk about everything and you're not going to analyze the two cases and understand why I had to say both and why one was so detailed and the other one was just like, uh. Isn't it very straightforward? It's symptomatic of the society that we live in. We don't even document our own history. We don't document things that happen on a daily basis, landmark events in our society so well. Thank God for Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do that so well. I think even at that, with the, with the kind of noise that came with the old Clifford Orgy story, the media noise and everything that surrounded it, it's enough room. Uh, and um, I tell you, we've seen situations where Nigerian media actually investigated situations. But no. as you can tell, there was politics involved in the Clifford Orgy, which, again, is part of what is wrong with the system. Where, like you said, there's a name on the check. Someone issued that check. There's a signature on the check. There's a bank. There's a cell phone. Yeah. Right, and yeah. there's a core history. Yes, and even if it was wiped out, you snatch that cell phone. You've got a SIM number. It's got a there's serial a, there's number. A com- there was a company that issued that SIM, right? Exactly. They have. Then you can go and investigate all of that from a crime perspective. That's mm-hmm. actually the. That's picking. basic. That's and even basic. And how do you establish his mental stability? So mm-hmm. at the even in the media, it was stated that nobody is hundred percent certain that he's mentally unstable. It seemed like he was acting the script, trying to act like someone who is mad. And my, my own question now is are they even sure that this person is dead or that Clifford Orgy is the Clifford Orgy that isn't? Do you understand? Are you sure it's not just a random mad person that it took and put it in the pit? If he's like got a check, him? I would imagine the check was issued in his name. Yes, the check was issued in his and name. And he needs an identity. Mm-hmm to cash that check. Yes. So maybe identity was verified. No, you're not understanding the question, right? What I'm saying is, so they arrested somebody that claimed to be Clifford Orji. The minute he appeared in court, after that appearing in court, he didn't appear again. Yeah. Uh-huh. How are you sure that they took him back to the prison? I hear you. Do you understand? How I are you sure you. that they took him back to the prison? Are you sure that along the way, they didn't drop him off somewhere, pick up a random mad person and take him back to us? Oh, that's Clifford Orji. Do you okay, get so- I mean, there's no real picture of, all the pictures I can find of him are blurred. Okay, I didn't try to find <laughs> I tried to find pictures of him. I don't want him. to see him in my dreams. So, <laughs> so I, don't I don't want to see what this it looks safe, like. This is a safe zone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is going to happen to you. <laughs> okay, but let's look at it. It, it and Thanks to you, it was really, I think it's a nice idea to set the context of the conversation with our poetry. Mm-hmm. It's about the necessary evils that can come for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So you looked at Albert Fish story and then we're comparing against Clifford Orgy mm-hmm. and um, at the end of the day there's an established history around Albert Fish the motive behind the crimes and and the crime is det- det- at the end of, of the day crime. a case of mental instability was concluded on mm-hmm. and it's it's ended and it's documented and we can learn from, but from Clifford Orgy we can't say for certain he's mad yes we can't say for certain he was actually it does look like it because he, the, he, the, it, it was narrated that he's got fresh bones yeah, but the thing is women on the way is he sure are they even sure that he was a cannibal did they test the digestive system just watching CSI alone is going to teach you <laughs> how to if I was going to go about an investigation like that those are the things I would, you want to test if somebody's a cannibal you test his stomach contents and find out okay this person is a cannibal that means 
things you have human, human protein. Po- exactly human <laughs> an excess of human protein in his digestive system or tract if he ate yeah. it within the last 24 hours so where did they have that decision that this guy was a cannibal did they actually catch him munching on a bone do you get what I'm trying to say like yeah. how did they know he was cannibal he could have been anything it could have been just being somebody that was kidnapping people and using the parts for something yeah. else okay so Clifford Oji case was on for 13 years before mm-hmm. they eventually come to say now he's dead mm-hmm. he died in 2012 yeah and between that period and up until and I say last week now as a matter of fact but to just say up until recent time they are in, in the news every day you've got stories of a pastor an alpha that was found with a skull or human part mm-hmm. and so I'm tempted to want to think is more ritualistic than cannibalistic. Mm. Now, that is not to say that cannibalism doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Because so I... from medieval times up until more recent times, and when I say more recent time, I mean last 200 years, where we can actually see history well documented about. So for every um, Albert Fish you've got, you've got a Jeffrey Dahmer, for mm-hmm. example. You've got, um, there's, there's a guy, um, I'm trying to remember the name now, Robert Maudsley, mm-hmm. that was British. His story is almost like that of Albert Fish. <laughs> right. I'm going to do a story on that guy <laughs> some other time. Yeah, I don't his, think I have the time. His, his story to do is stuff. almost like that of Albert Fish. He was, I think, he, he was a 12th child, neglected, abused as well, claimed to have been raped, and um, the, his parents couldn't take care of him. Social services took over. He lived in our equivalent of motherless home. Whatever. He was an orphanage. mentally an yeah, orphanage. He, he was mentally screwed up. What I just want to bring out of his story is eventually, okay, he killed someone and he was supposed to be in prison. And um, in prison, he started haunting the inmates down as well. Are you kidding? He know he fear. He lure them into his cell. He know fear. <laughs> and when they all realized that this guy is a killer, he's, he's a he's hunter. A killer. Yeah, everybody started. Even the bad guys. Are you like, kidding? Okay. Respect. <laughs> and um, on on a certain afternoon, he killed two people. Are you kidding? So he killed an inmate, then walked out, and everybody just stayed in their cell, locked themselves in. They locked themselves. And they he went for the guard. A warden. Are you kidding? He killed the guy and ate his brains. Are you kidding? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and this is um okay, I don't remember clearly between 1958 and Are you kidding? Ish. You know? So that's it's very recent, right? If we look at the history of man on earth and all. Yeah. And um so I, I believe the topic for today is Cannibalism. The closest we can come to that topic is Clifford Oji. Yeah, here in Nigeria. So we, but we are saying we can't really verify if that was a case of cannibalism, cannibalism or, or something else entirely. Or yeah, just a ritual killer. And if we're speaking of cannibalism, so how do we say? Are we saying that it doesn't really exist in our society, and what we've got are more ritual killers, or we are saying? Because we haven't documented these things very well, so it does exist. Or is exist. are these just legends or myths? You know. But from where I stand, what my contribution would be is taking an African look. I read the book years back. I remember the talk about. From what I've read, for most times when you've got the cannibalistic people, there is the mental side. Yeah. And um, the the way it's documented in history is there's some sort of demonic 
possession that is believed to be behind these people. It's really deep though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's, it's borderline deep. between vampirism and cannibalism where you want to suck blood and you have to eat flesh or you have to eat flesh, you suck the, the blood. blood and because I don't see how you want to eat the flesh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> At least people like to eat it cooked. Albert Fish was cooking them. That sounds so bad. cooking human beings. <laughs> was cooking human beings. You like, know? wow. Okay, so in New Guinea, there is this people, I don't remember exactly, but they will lie down the field and lure their victims. And those, from what I read, they seem to eat people a bit more raw. And there is a tribe Medium called rare. the Four. I don't know the pronunciation. Is it Four or the Foray? Or Foray. <laughs> These guys, the West, and this is Africa now, in West Africa, New Guinea. Um, they, they, they actually, it's part of their own grieving ritual. So they eat in their every dead? family. Yes. So, so if the person has cancer, they, actually, they will have cancer. I wouldn't say eat. <laughs> cannibalize their dead, believing that is it there all is, the parts there are or attributes. Just parts of the body? I can't say for certain. Wow. There are attributes of the person. Let's say the person is very intelligent, or the the woman is Kim Kardashian. So they eat a bomb bomb. Eat their bomb bomb. People would now, want wow. different parts. <laughs> <laughs> People wow. would want different parts of, of that, that person. So, so, wait, wait, so it's, it's part of the grieving that, okay. I, I want to understand this thing that you just said just now. So, <laughs> that's the question. So, somebody dies. Yeah. The person looks like Kim Kardashian and has the brain of Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if such a person exists. Exist, yeah. Or, yeah, just a say. Probably does. It okay, does. probably does. In Africa. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and, you know, has the brain of Einstein. So, somebody's going to be like, I call brain. <laughs> and I say, I call ass. <laughs> Is that what's gonna happen? I thought this was supposed to be sad. I said, I call boobs. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Is that what the person gonna do? And I would imagine these are adults, so <laughs> if the adults to have the mind and heart to do that, you possibly you over twenty one years. Yeah, you have to be you've stopped growing. Yeah. So how do you, <laughs> so how do you want to assimilate this ass or the brain? Know. That's just but amazing that, that what is human. Confirmed. It's amazing. That is confirmed. It's not. It's confirmed. Wow! It's in, amazing. In, in it's game. amazing what human beings do to each other. Caribbean islands, zeros as well. Some um, documented Solomon Islands that exist. Um, Fiji. The other documented history of that I know and growing up, not that anything I had to read was um, in Congo, in Liberia during wars. Yeah. People there's famine and people are hungry, then they start cannibalizing there's, each other. Or there's also I don't remember when exactly, but a plane crash. And I, I think a movie was made based on this where they are they, they are in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. they are hungry, and then they start cannibalizing the dead, the people that didn't make it alive of that plane crash, and they cannibalize just to survive and eat there, fellow human beings. There, there's actually a so, sorry. Let, let me let me just pitch in. There's actually a documented story of I don't know the name because I didn't. I didn't think we we're gonna go there. Yeah. But now we're going there. <laughs> so there's a documented story. You can obviously do your research. That is why Google is there. Anyways, <laughs> um, there's a documented history of a sailor that got lost during one of the expeditions. It's an, probably an American or a British ship. They're trying to avoid the tribe tribes because they thought that they were cannibals. That yeah. was the the myth that was going around then that they were all cannibals. So they were avoiding them and they went into the sea and they had no idea where they were going. And slowly and surely they ran out of food. 
and ran out of food, they started eating each other. So the thing that they were running away from is what they became. Mm. And in the end, they obviously died. Wow. Yeah, so, um, because obviously there's no food. When the last person exists now? <laughs> like he starts eating himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so that's a basic need that I feel like, under any circumstances, I can say, okay, fine, I understand. Do you get, like, okay, you were so hungry, you're about to die, and you saw a dead person, you're like, okay, yes, yeah. I got a kid. I had to cook this person. So Although cooking you... it is it's just, it's deep. It's very deep. It's, like, it's... I want to caramelize this meat. Can you please stop? <laughs> Don't even take my mind there. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking about food now. But but what I can say to come back, come back to the premise of this discussion is I do think that cannibalism does exist. Of course it does. It Maybe does. in our society, we, and I do believe it still exists up until today, oh, yes, even in Nigeria. Definitely. We probably have more situation of rituals and if you watch Nollywood and if you're a bit into the culture part of things, you know, for example, the Yoruba culture, and this thing is not just Yoruba, it's across all cultures. But yeah. I am Yoruba, so I, I know more about my culture. I can say that even those rituals are entrenched or in cannibalism because they take those parts and they make what they may of it. And more than half of the time, someone has to eat it. Yeah, someone true. has to they probably put some things together and they say, you have to eat it. Because it's all about essence and for whatever they are looking for and all which fits into that foray people's for example you want to become a rich man they say kill the baby and all for real I don't know and you make you money to, charm out wanna, of it you wanna, and you have you wanna, to you want to translate that for non-Yoruba people I, that thing yeah, you conc- <laughs> I don't deep. know for real I, I don't know how I want to put that in English <laughs> <laughs> yeah but literally to to take away one's intelligence, like the kind of jazz that this bomo uh, bomo and kidnappers would use, and then they touch the person and the mind is gone. It's, it's like someone that has been hypnotized, and you know, it basically is to like nullify the next person's intelligence, and they become okay. I think I find the word they become very suggestive. Which okay. means you 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 say things directly to their subconscious mind to their conscious mind and then and they can able to use that and you can c- control them and yeah for whatever and from there you can say oh yeah lie down this is the knife show me your neck the person is just following you know and that that is in the realm of jazz really I believe at the end of the day with with and that we know even with our political leaders the kind of powers that they seek and everything we they- have unrecorded issues yeah or situations of cannibalism even if we claim it's ritualism ritualism if there's any word like that mm-hmm. if it's just rituals mm-hmm. at the end of the day like I said whatever they, what are they doing with those human parts True. most often than not they they're consume it, it for, it. for whatever reason yeah. they want to take the destiny of whatever whatever blah, 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 and whatnot. we've had We've seen situations where students who are carrying Aristo, they, they, their breast is gone, they find the corpse, and some sometimes it even bothers maybe if in Nigeria there is... So we come back to the systemic failure where we started from, comparing Albert Fish to Clifford Oji, where there's good investigation. You also see that it can be linked to necrophilia. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think to, to, wrap, to wrap it all up, there's something called Jehovah. 
They have gotten there. We have gotten there. What does that mean? So, Oba Kanti Waja, a new king is one. The one king uh, has has just died. There's a demise of a king, and a new king is coming. I I read recently in the papers. I don't know where exactly about the story of one king in southwest, maybe Ogun or Oshun, who was. A, okay, there were two. One was a deacon, but for you to become a king, you have to do some of those rituals. Yeah, which true. means you probably, maybe they don't tell you, or maybe they did. You have to eat the oba, the arts, or the liver, or some parts of the, or the, the, or the, 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 the king before you. You're a deacon, right, in church, but I don't see how you will become a king and you won't do all of all that. that. And now, at the point of death, the guy has planned. Now, the Muslim guy, there are two that I read. The Muslim guy had planned with his youngest wife, who, who is also maybe an hour or in asphalts and he's a king and but you do the rituals when you get there when you get on the throne you tell no, them to go and be doing it on your behalf you're not going to the shy you think it's just a one-time thing and then when the guy died what happened it came for the body the younger wife tried to abscond with it yes i think it was post-independence nigeria in the 1950s or 60s this uh muslim guy that i'm talking about it's it's I, I i'm trying to remember but at the end of the day for a whole week they were haunting the family and Did they Kill, did they kill anyone? No, they didn't have okay. to. But they eventually found, and I, I learned it was the younger wife, and, and they were just trying to make sure they buried the king quickly and um, so that he can avoid all of those things. And what happened? They found him, they severed, this I head. read that, they severed the head of the king and took the vital parts of the body. And what are they going to do with it? It's for the next king. Yeah. And what would the next king do? Omache Oba now. That's one way. But when we hear cannibalism, we think someone is live and the other person is just killing and eating. It doesn't always happen like that. As far as you're eating the same species. Yeah, as long as it's cannibalism. It's cannibalism. The point essentially is it's still prevalent in our society today in ways that we don't see it as such because we only think of a lunatic, a mentally unstable person on the ramp page who's killing people and eating people. No, the everyday seen. people, the power-seeking people, the politicians, the in the traditional institution as well, these are things that so people don't come outside to say this. So, and then you talk about different festivals within the cultures. They say there's curfew, women should not move around, people get missing every day on social media. Yeah. Some of them are found, some of them are not found. What's lots happening? Of people, lots of people are getting missing and there's no... So my, we can't what separate happens? What happens the rituals from cannibalism yeah, in our sure. modern society yeah. and the difference which is where we started from. That sounded like myth and legends which has always been in our society because we have a system that does not investigate crime. How can people disappear? No, just, the police... Just keeps quiet and And the single one that was really, which is the Clifford Oji, they still bungled it. Yeah, the one that they actually caught. What did we learn of that? And Nothing. How does it how contribute? Do, how, do, how do you even change? How did it change? How did they modify their investigative um, investigative processes? It didn't do jack shit. Most of the stories, most of the stories in the US and the UK, they always end up helping the next generation of police yeah. on how to catch the next person, how yeah. to decide if this person is a cannibal It's intelligence. It's intelligence. It, it, it builds... It's, it, because there's it, a pattern you always. See, you can see the growth. You can see the systematic growth. Because today, if a person presented as a cannibal, it's not just enough for a, a person to be caught with blood on his body. Omar, this topic is deep. 
exactly. I mean, people go to dig graves. Yeah. Even it's in the news every week. People need to. People dig grave of fresh cops, uh, two, three days old, and they, they, they severe body. Not all the time they are caught. What are they doing with it? Exactly. Like I said, we can't say hundred percent they are eating it, but we know that that something the, is going on. Well over fifty percent of the time, yeah. from because even what Nollywood shows us, which is reality of this, of the society. Excuse yeah. me. You know, so no, I, I think 100% of the time they're eating it. I don't think it's even 50%. Because I, I said it, well over 50, no, and I'm if, thinking if, 70, 80. Nah, no, nah, I think it's 100%. Because the thing about this is that for you, if you're going to use a person's head, what are you going to use it for? You're going to eat the brain now, you're going to mash it up. You're going to burn it. But, see, see, I don't know the process. So. Thinking, see, I don't know Nollywood the process. So. Just thinking. in case you think. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how they would eat it. They would burn it, make it into ash, and cook with it. Uh, maybe because that's, Who knows? I mean, no, well, I'm, I'm, be, thinking, I'm thinking it. Hollywood movie where the, the personal goes home with the head, is in the cupboard, and he brings money to him. No, no, it, it, they still have to eat it now. For them, to, that control, case, for them to control the head. Omo, oh, you know so much about this. Thing. No, I, I don't want no, no, no. <laughs> no, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I am a, I'm an avid reader. That's what I am. I'm, I'm not an a avid reader. <laughs> I don't read. I am so. an avid reader. And I listen and I observe. I just set you up. <laughs> set up of life. Like, what? <laughs> so I'm just saying that for you to be able to control, let's assume that these people have, this jazz is so real and so mm, fantastic. Yeah. For your brain to make sense of it, if you are not an idiot, a real, if you're not an original cannibal, you would have to eat a part of it, and it has to be in a digestible form. You cannot use to have your bath because how are you going to use to have it? It doesn't quite work. It's when you inside your system that you talk that it affects well, you, the other okay, person. Let me just put, um, from my point, um, from my perspective, just one more point. You, if we all probably grew up reading or watching one of the movies of um, Hannibal Lecter, yeah, as far as I know and I remember, Hannibal was not a cannibal. Uh. Really? I actually read the story of the person, the old story, his life, the person's life was based on that was, sto- um... The story was based on the person's life. And the guy's name is Alfredo Bali Trevino. And he only just died in the year 2004. In his case, he's a surgeon. Maybe he was mentally ill. But what I read of his story was there was this ranger guy who the society suspect was his gay partner. But they went to the same high school. Their friends, their families know each other. But it's not proven. But that was that's the strongest case around what led to what Him happened. Eating. He okay. actually badly killed ranger. His partner. They are Mexicans, yeah. Because Ranger was going to get married to a woman uh-huh. because they were gay pass- partners. Pass- they were both passion. to the closest. So it was a crime of passion. It was a, it was a crime of passion. And the other theory was that Ranger was owing him money. But did he and eat him? That's what I'm saying. He the real it? true story, because I, I read about him, what was in the police records, he did not eat him. So what he did was he killed him. And how did he kill him? He used the sedator that one they put on um, the Anki as a surgeon. Chloroform, God bless you. He covered <laughs> so many things. <laughs> Just ask me. Just ask he used, me. I, I know chloroform, yeah. He used that, covered his nose. The guy became unconscious. Then he now injected him with another sedator. And he so that knocked him out totally. And from there, he slit the throat. He chopped him up so bad. Like when you go to the butchery and put him in a box. And that was in the first case. He now took that box and sent it to a farmland. Ah. 
where his relatives, they own a farm or something. And one of the farm ants, typically, they will label the box medical waste. So he sent it there, that well, medical waste, they don't open it. They imagine syringes and parts from blood, from whatever blood. and all those. And the guy just buries it. Now, he buried it in the farmland. I think maybe a shepherd or someone random moved into that field. And then and found it. saw something that looked like a shallow grave with stone that were not properly and then he called the police so that was what happened and they realized okay so Ranger is dead or Alfredo Bali killed him and the police did all this and he actually tried to bribe them tried to bribe the police with his dad's pharmacy which he had inherited he tried to bribe them that would give them a house and two cars and all of that but they didn't accept and all of this happened in Mexico he was sentenced to life imprisonment and um, eventually did 20 or so and he came out eventually and came back into the society reformed reformed um, he was actually now applying his um, medical skills okay so his story came out when Thomas Harris that's the writer of the Annabelle series Thomas Harris is a journalist that was sent to the prison from the United States to go to Mexico for another story so there's a criminal that was in that same prison, that same prison. where Alfredo was mm-hmm. and he went to do that investigation and then um, the guy that he went to do the story on was going to jailbreak. So he tried to bribe one of the wardens by giving him money and all that stuff. And that one and said yes. But that one's questions was like, okay, I'm going to double cross this guy. I'll take his money. Then when he's trying to climb out, which I would have given him the signal, I'm going to shoot him and say he's trying to escape. So that was exactly what happened. The warden took the guy's money. I was setting him up as the guy, which you can say the warden is like a dirty cop. Mm-hmm. As the guy was trying to get out of the fence, then the warden himself, him. who was supposed to help him out shot him from the back and then while the guy was in the truce of death the fellow inmate who is a medical doctor and a surgeon came and did surgery and and saved the life of that guy and so the journalist was interested in this other inmate that okay how did he find his way in here why is he here this kind of guy should be in the society and that's how the story came out and then all the old Annabelle Lecter Annabelle Lecter is just a character that was created and that's how the whole story came together and he came back into society and was purely treating poor people i had i had no idea i thought hannibal lecter was it was a true was based on a true story nah it's it's based on a true story but definitely there's fiction added to it because hannibal lecter used to have it like with red wine nah this this guy yeah because it's hannibal lecter is more like andrew fish abby albert fish that's the movie and the novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually more more along the line of Albert Fish than um, Alfredo. Yeah. Alfredo, that's the true life story that wow. that inspired the whole... Because of documented history, we can separate the rise from shaft, the truth from falsehood, the reality from fiction. Mm-hmm. But in our society, and that's the point I was trying to make, yeah. you, we really can't because... You can't be we, sure what's the, really happened. There's no actual true investigative... Like in everywhere in the world, yeah, cannibalism is a phenomenon over time and it was widespread along with vampirism in Eastern Europe. It's documented in history. In Africa, it's well documented. Across Southern West Africa, it's well documented. 
so the rest of the world, but from modern civilization, what have the, the rest of the world is moved on, it's well documented, the mental situations, uh, uh, because they learn it. from this and they... And they try to avoid it. Exactly. Where they can't even avoid it, they, they, they're able to stop right. it from happening to the next person. But here, it, it's happening on the ground. That's the point. It's happening on the ground and people are getting away with it. Yeah. I don't even know what to say because this, the system is the way it is. Even we as a people, like I said, we can't say this or that politician, but yeah, you know we can't, we the can't. kind of rituals our people do and some of the stories. I think we are we, we've said it all, and it needs to start with the system. The system must change, and they must start documenting. And because all, all of these are crime, when you kill someone, it's a crime. Yeah. And then people start getting more discouraged, and then all of these guys that dig graves, the babalawos and the affairs, and that always request for all these body parts and all those and things. They gradually run out of business. Yes. They gradually run out of business, and we can have a sinner society and, and a safer safer yes. zone cannibalism now so it's possibly less due to people having mental instability like what the documented situations in the western world has shown it's more from a ritualistic point of view mm. that would be well land this. Okay, so Nigeria, the Nigerians are not really cannibalistic unless they're being ritualistic. It goes hand in hand. So Nigerians, it's, it's Nigerians not, will it's say... not for hunger, it's not for no, food, no, 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 like no. I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm, I'm going to... Sit that fat and... I see that fat. Exactly, oh my <laughs> God. I gotta shop it. Uh, it's, no. it's, it's really not from that, that that's not the mental that. uh, that's the cycle well, that's one that's the fish for you though uh, that's the cycle <laughs> one but from for us it's more about oh no, I need to make this money and go and make human head yeah and we'll cook it and do something and we'll put something and then you eat it or oh, I want power or oh, I mean power I don't want to lose that position you have to get do this it. and that that's getting light skin skill blah blah blah, 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 blah. That's, that's yeah so that's it okay, so, that's um, been real <laughs> <laughs> so it seems that this co- okay um, I apologise first and first that this podcast is too long um, but there's no way we could do this without actually talking on everything topic. but it's a very interesting topic and I do hope that you are able to Google all these people because I didn't have time to get this story to you. But I hope you have the time to Google all these stories and check it out. You can reach me via email at projectrandompodcast at gmail.com. Also on Twitter at DA Project Random. That's all. Um, please go out, not even just please, but you should go out and buy <laughs> and buy Exquisite Deluxe, which is the album that Rez performed that spoken word, that spoken poetry. word poetry from called Lofa. Yeah, it should be nice. Check out um, my the spoken word tracks. album, the other track. Um, there are those that are very deep, like Lofa that I did, which is and that's just the this, first verse in this conversation. And there are those that are very light-hearted some with humor so it's different it's angles different perspectives to poetry and this is supported with jazz and some music as well i'm sure you enjoy it so that you can find on my website um www.iamrestthepoet.com and um, the beautiful thing is also that um, the album is on virtually, it's if not great. all, I'm saying because I don't know any that it's not on. It's on virtually all online platform, retail stores from iTunes to um, Shazam to Deezer to yeah. Amazon to Tidal to Spotify. So I've got my album everywhere. Um, check for it if you want to stream it stream it um, if you want to buy buy I prefer you buy buy <laughs> and you can buy from my website as well and check the website out I post poetry from time to time I've got lovely images and content and then even some spoken word that are not released but you can listen to off the album or off 
my website to um, engage me uh, at Rest the Poet on Instagram, Twitter, and um, on Facebook as well. Rest the Poet, R E Z T H A. P-O-E-T. It's been real and fun. <laughs> he just stole my line. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's, I have to steal that. I love the line. It's been real. I'm still going to say it. It's been real. It's been real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. Bye. Bye.